Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the New England Patriots and what was another loss in Germany and what this could potentially mean for the Patriots um, moving forward um, with their team and Belichick and uh, draft position-wise where they stand. So... I kind of want to discuss um, that first. So let's uh, go and get started. So the New England Patriots lost 10-6 in Germany to the Colts. Uh, the Colts have Gardner Minshew, uh, who had 194 yards in one interception, no touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown. Um, Patriots, they had uh, one interception from Mac Jones, one interception from Bailey Zappi. Because in the fourth quarter, Mac Jones got benched. For uh, Bailey Zappi. Um, you have Ramondre Stevenson, 20 carries, 88 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 13 for 54 yards. Um, and then you have all of your uh, wide receivers, six uh, receptions, 84 for Demario Douglas, two for 34 Ezekiel Elliott. Now, the Patriots' uh, offense wasn't anything special. We saw um, some sacks uh, for um, the Colts, uh, Daniel, or I should say Deo uh, Agdabuego, I'm probably saying that totally wrong, had three sacks. Um, Kuwiti Payne had one sack, uh, and Taekwon Lewis had one sack for five total. Um, and when it came to interceptions, Miles Bryant had one for six yards. Rodney Thomas and Julian Blackman had uh, each touch uh, interceptions there. Um, we saw Isaiah McKenzie had one kick return for 42 yards. Tom Montgomery had one kick return for 22 yards. Um, Chad Ryland was 2 of 3 on field goals. Um, he had no extra points. Uh, Matt Gay was 1 of 2 on field goals and 1 of 1 on extra points. Um, so the Patriots uh, add another loss to the lost column. Uh, and there's a lot of things to discuss here. First, uh, the Patriots uh, released... Uh, cornerback Jack Jones. Um, he is officially done with the New England Patriots, but he is joining a former coach. He has signed with the Raiders in Las Vegas. So he is joining um, Antonio Pierce uh, in another uh, uniform with the Raiders. Uh, he had some legal issues and was a very good corner his rookie year, but, you know, all of the stuff surrounding him kind of just tainted his draft stock, uh, and the Patriots got him uh, at a good spot in the draft. Um, if he was not as, uh, you know, baggage-driven, uh, um, then maybe he would have been a higher pick in the draft. Uh, he's gone. Uh, J.C. Jackson didn't uh, travel with the team. He uh, stayed back home. Uh, I don't think there was any issues with health for him, but he's uh, someone who... Um, has been having some issues with the Patriots. They did bring him in. Again, he was with the Chargers. They made a trade. They needed some depth at corner with Christian Gonzalez getting hurt, uh, with Jonathan Jones having some injury things, um, and Jack Jones being, you know, his craziness. Um, so it was one of those things where they brought him in thinking maybe something could work out, um, but uh, it didn't. Uh, and he's, uh, who knows what's going on there. Um, the Patriots now have a big issue uh, at quarterback because Zappi came into the game, and it wasn't a great performance, and it seems like Zappi 
um, is going to maybe start next week. Who knows? Uh, what's the situation? Um, we don't really have sort of an answer uh, yet. But what I will say is that we do have um, a lot of, um, you know, players uh, that um, are not that great. And I don't think either of these quarterbacks are that great uh, at all. I would say um, both of these guys are very, um, are not, uh, you know, star quarterbacks by any sense. I think Mac Jones is a bench quarterback next year would be, you know, uh, great for sure. Uh, I don't think he's a starter. So now the Patriots shift to the draft. You know, in two weeks after the bye week, we have the Giants, which is going to basically solidify the two or three pick um, with the uh, way that things went. Uh, Arizona ended up winning um, with uh, Kyler Murray back. Um, and, you know, if the Giants can uh, win against us, then we, we could get the number two pick. Uh, hopefully, Carolina could uh, win a couple more games as well, which I don't know if that's possible, uh, although they have no first-round pick anyway, so the incentive to, to, to really have a bad season shouldn't be a thing. Um, but when it comes to the draft, whether we have the third pick, fourth pick, second pick, first pick, there is the chance that we're going to be having someone new uh, picking for this team. And... I think Bill Belichick has been so great for 20 years. Eventually, you know, this team was going to lose out on talent and Brady was going to leave. And I think now Belichick might be out the door. Um, and some people don't think he should get fired. Some think that he has earned enough to stick around. I think after, you know, a few seasons without Brady, if you can't do anything and show us, hey, here's our plan, then you don't deserve to be the head coach anymore. And... Um, apparently, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, ESPN analyst Dan Orlovsky shared, um, some speculations about Belichick's next move. Um, it's, I guess, determined. Here's what was said. I've heard that, um, I've heard more and more of that over the past, like, week. I'm not a reporter, all that stuff, but I have heard that, um, when talking about Belichick moving on to a new landing spot. Um, and, uh, I guess, uh, there was also uh, a story over the weekend, I didn't see it, uh, from Diana Russini, uh, who believes New England will part ways mutually with, uh, Belichick at the end of the year, uh, quote, uh, this is still from, uh, Dan Orlovsky, um, I have heard that's going to be the case, and it's kind of, who knows the likelihood of it, but I've heard it's going to happen, and I've heard the location is kind of already determined as well i'm not giving i just heard that it's people who know what they're talking about so it sounds like um there is um belichick moving on to a new team new situation um you know and getting sort of a chance as a new head coach i saw also some stuff that said he might go to a new team and be both general manager and head coach which um, I think uh, I think that's something that's you know a potential, um, and I don't think Belichick is going to tank um, because that's just not him. I just think they're a terrible team. Like I don't think the Patriots are tanking on purpose. Maybe they will later on, but right now I don't see it. No tank. Um, they're just not good enough to compete. And you know I think Robert Kraft is looking at ways to move on. 
obviously he has looked at, um, you know, he's looked frustrated on the sidelines. You've seen it. Uh, Jonathan Crafts has looked frustrated on the sidelines, and these two guys are looking at this franchise and saying, what do we need to do? And so the Patriots now have uh, so many big questions they're going to have to ask. Going into the end of the season, you know, what coaches would potentially come in. Um, and something else that uh, needs to be discussed is the potential for uh, the Patriots to do something that I don't know if they would uh, consider, but they should, which is trading Bill Belichick, because we obviously saw the uh, Denver Broncos trade a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Um, and there are countless teams out there that, while they won't, depending on where they are, trade a top first-round pick, um, they could potentially trade um, you know, a second-round pick or uh, something else. Now, uh, there are some teams that have head coaching situations. The Commanders uh, being one of them. Could they trade a first-round pick for Belichick? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe an option. Uh, I'm reading on Patriots.com. They're talking about, like, mailbag questions. So it talks about trading uh, him away as much as, uh, you know, Sean Payton. Um, is he worth a lot? What have you. So the commanders uh, are mentioned. Giants. Now, the Giants, I think, are not going to trade a top pick in the draft. But if the Giants, let's just say, get pick two and the Patriots get pick three, could the Giants trade pick two uh, for pick three in Bill Belichick? I think that's something to consider if you're the Giants, if you want a, a very good head coach. You know, the Bears, uh, they have two first-round picks, which obviously they're not going to uh, trade um you know, one of those away, but they could trade a second round pick or they could swap uh, picks with the Patriots in some form or fashion um, in the first round, uh, which is always a possibility. Panthers uh, are mentioned as well, um, but they don't have a first round pick. They do have other picks, which I don't think this is a team to look at. Uh, and then one team that he, uh, wasn't mentioned in the question is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys don't have a great coach in Mike McCarthy. They got a great team, and would they give up a first-round pick for Bill Belichick? I mean, I don't think Jerry Jones would say no to that. I think the Patriots would be getting a lower first-round pick, but I think that would give them an opportunity to potentially draft a quarterback or a tackle, because you figure if the Patriots get the third pick or the second pick, and they draft Marvin Harrison Jr., and then they get, you know, whatever the Cowboys pick is, which is, we'll just say 27 or 28, and you draft a, one of those tackles, and then you draft a, a quarterback in round two, like, that's a pretty solid go of it. So, at first, I didn't really think that you could trade coaches in sports, uh, at least in um, football, because um, in basketball, the Celtics traded Doc Rivers to the Clippers for a first-round pick. But then, you know, I uh, was reminded of the Sean Payton trade that just happened. Um, so, obviously, that's uh, a possibility. Um, and so the only way this wouldn't work is if the Patriots have given any inclination, um, at least uh, to the, the league, that they're going to fire him otherwise. Uh, because uh, I feel like, uh, for me, um, when it comes to the Patriots, uh, if you basically just give uh, the hand away and you say, oh, well, you know, you give... Uh, 
inclinations that it could happen that he gets fired, then no one's going to trade for him. But the Patriots have been very good at not saying anything about this, which makes me believe that there's a very good chance that Belichick, uh, whether when it's all said and done, is actually, um, he could be traded away to the right team because he's a great coach. And um, I think in the right scenario, he could be uh, a head coach and a general manager somewhere else. And there are a lot of great teams out there. Bill Belichick, to me, is the type of guy that would fit in so nicely with the team that's already established. Like, he was great with Brady because Brady's a great coach. If you have a great team, Belichick's your, your coach. He reminds me a lot of Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers was great with the Celtics. They had the big three. And he didn't want to stay for a rebuild. He wanted to go somewhere else, so he went to the Clippers. Great team, Lob City. Then he went to Philadelphia with Joel Embiid and James Harden. And, you know, obviously it didn't pan out as well. But that's kind of um, the thought process there. And so, um, you know, maybe he could be something like that. You know, you could trade him away, uh, get something in return, even if it's a second-round pick, third-round pick, you know, what have you. Um, Teams would definitely be interested in him. uh, And I don't see why uh, it wouldn't be a good idea to at least kick the tires on some sort of a a trade um, because... Uh, you know, they have a lot of draft picks and they got a lot of great ones. Um, you know, being the third overall pick or second overall pick, you know, that's a big deal. So, um, I think, uh, it's a situation where the Patriots haven't said anything on Belichick because they want to keep the, the value there. And if they can, you know, get something at the end of the year for him, then, uh, you know, maybe that's, uh, that's where they go. And everyone is, um you know, waiting to see what happens because we just don't have an idea. We just don't know where he's going to end up. We just don't have that uh, answer yet. And I'd be surprised if the season comes and goes um, and he just sticks with the team because I don't really think that's going to happen. But that's just my own opinion. So um, I want to switch gears to the Boston Red Sox. And there have been a couple of reports on the Red Sox involving... Uh, players that they could be going for. And uh, one of uh, those is uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, The other is Yoshibiru Yamamoto, who is, I guess, another um, prospect. Well, he's actually a Japanese. He's not a prospect. He's a Japanese player who is one of the best free agents making his way to uh, the MLB. Um, And so this is, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, uh, quote, the Dodgers, Rangers, and Boston Red Sox are all expected to be in the Otani sweepstakes. Uh, and through the industry, the overwhelming expectation is that he winds up with the Dodgers. That line of thinking is perhaps uh, presumptive. Um, Otani loves visiting Boston and has a fondness for Fenway Park. So, um, you know, that is something to talk about there. Uh, this is also reported with the trajectory on the bidding and teams involved, the Yankees, Mets, Cubs, Red Sox, Dodgers, perhaps San Francisco and Toronto as well. Yamamoto could find himself in their company and the spectator could be which team is willing to offer him big money and an opt-out clause to further leverage his age. So the Red Sox have an important question to ask themselves when it comes to Shohei Otani. Otani is going to be a designated hitter for this season. He's going to be probably a pitcher next year uh, if all goes well. Um... The question that you have to think to yourself about 
is do you want to spend all this money on Shohei Otani or do you want to spend money in a multiple set of areas? Because there is a lot of needs this team has and if Otani comes here, that's great, but that limits you in a cap space situation. Granted, baseball is different than other sports, but you could look at this as saying, well, we could pay Shohei this money, but right now he's a one-tool facet. He's just a DH hits Um but you have all these other, you know, players in free agency. You know, would you rather go for Shohei and spend that, or would you rather spend money on like Aaron Nola and Jordan Montgomery and get both of those guys and maybe get, you know, Teoscar Hernandez, who is reportedly interested in playing in Boston among other teams. So, would you rather get three players to fill your roster or just have Shohei? Shohei's potential is so high because he's the greatest player in baseball, but. That's a question that I don't know the answer to. So, um, you know, I think Shohei really wants to come here. Then we should go for it because um, if uh, he doesn't, um, then, uh, you know, it's no love loss. But he's a very good player. And, um, you know, I think uh, there are so many signs pointing to Boston between the New Balance stuff, between... Now all this talking about how he loves Fenway and, you know, the Red Sox are in the mix. And um, it's one of those things where I think it's just a foregone conclusion that the Red Sox are just going to get him. And, you know, obviously the Dodgers are in play, but I haven't seen much with the Dodgers outside of just a few reports being like, well, he's interested in the Dodgers and they're the front runners. Now, are they the front runners just because they have all this money are people just speculating that they're going to be the front runners and get him because they can spend like that doesn't always mean it's true and so you know i think shohei is coming to boston and i think they're going to fill their roster with other pitchers other players i mean i think they just have to go all out like they really just have to blow the roof off because here's the deal with the red sox in my opinion the Red Sox over the last few years have prioritized draft picks and young players and prospects. And, you know, they've prioritized having that on the roster and building up their farm system from when Dombrowski was here. Now, Dombrowski won them a championship. And he brought the Phillies to the uh, World Series as well. So he is a guy who can get you to the World Series. The problem is he depletes your farm system. So if, if you want a farm system that's 25th in the MLB... But you're going to win a championship, potentially. Well, then that's your guy. So they wanted Sharon Bloom because they wanted him to do the opposite, which is to keep these players in the farm system. So your farm system is not 25, but it's 7 or 3 or 8. Uh, you know, he wants a top 10 farm system. And I don't know if we ever got to that point, but, you know, that's what they were trying to do. Now you got Craig Kimbrell coming in here, and who knows what ownership's going to say to him. My guess is they're going to be like, you know what, spend big. Fuck it, let's spend big uh, in uh, the free agency market because we got these prospects. And then if they need to, to use their prospects, a few players here and there to retool, then that's fine. But, you know, I feel like with, um, you know, the free agency stuff, they're probably going to go heavy in free agency because they want to you know, spend that money on, like, the Shohei Otanis or the Blake Schnell or, you know, any of the big names that are out there because I just, you know, think that's uh, something that's uh, going to be important to this new organization with Craig Kimbrell in it, and that's uh, 
you know, something that uh, we're going to need to do in order to keep pace in baseball, which we weren't great last year, but, you know, we are, um, you know, a good, hopefully good team in the future. So uh, the Boston Celtics um, and the Boston Bruins have been have been doing uh, very well this season so far. Celtics are second place in the Eastern Conference. Um, they have an 8-2 record. Uh, obviously, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have uh, taken a step forward with the uh, new additions on their team uh, since the James Harden trade. Um, Tyrese Maxey has stepped up big. Um, and, you know, the Celtics are in second place with Porzingis. Um, Derek White's back. Um, he was having, um, his wife was having another uh, kid. So he missed some time for that. And they look good. Bruins look good. They're 12-1. and one. Uh, Best record in uh, the uh, Atlantic. Um, and uh, it's uh, one of the best records in all of, um, all of, uh, the uh, you know NHL, which is important. Um, you know they are a very good uh, team this year so far, and it's interesting to to see that because they were at one point a team that really you know nobody knew what was going to happen. You know a lot of their players were uh, free agents, and some came back, some didn't, and they had given up a lot of draft picks to. To go all out last season and losing in the first round, it was tough, but uh, they looked uh, pretty good so far, uh, which is uh, great for their team. Uh, Celtics look good also, um, and that's uh, a big deal for them. 